0: This episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 293 for the week of Wednesday, the 4th of October 2017. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Eddie and Ben. This episode is brought to you by Audible, Mike's Comics and Stuff, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our toys of the Week are the Sentinel Tatsunoko Heroes Fighting Gear Gatchaman G1 Action Figure, the Hasbro Transformers Titan Returns Trypticon, and the Kotobukiya Artifacts Black Manta and Mad Love Harley Quinn Statues. Hey guys, how you going? We're back.
1: <laughs> Hello. Hey. <laughs> uh, so, <head.
0: laughs> ben, you told me that you were slightly aroused in the break, so how are you now?
2: Oh uh, I just <laughs> I'm I'm just still chortling. I just I don't think our listeners um have any clue that, you know, this is like minute two. Uh, of this episode of the podcast, but it's usually been 30 minutes before we get to this point <laughs> between, uh, you know, technical glitches with uh, Skype, uh, animal, uh, you know, theatrics, et cetera, et cetera. It's just uh, – The anecdote, Paint peeling. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> Shake always goes – yeah, <laughs> But Mrs. Shake always says, um, oh, i say, how long are you going to be? Because she's usually waiting to watch something, you know, with me. And I'll go, oh, you know, it's it's just Scott and Eddie and, you know, we'll we'll do some Toys of the Week, so it shouldn't take long. And then it takes us 45 minutes to get to the opening. It's just crazy. (laughs) But other than that, I'm well.
0: If it wasn't fun, we wouldn't keep doing it.
2: Well, that's exactly right.
0: Not that we don't care about the listeners, but, you know, it's mostly about us.
2: Well, yes, it is fun catching up on on a weekly basis.
0: Absolutely. And um, what's happening in fish milkshake land? Uh, all pretty
2: quiet. School holidays, pretty much over that. So I'm going back, <laughs> to work for, going back to work
1: for a rest.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. And young Eddie, how
1: are you? Yeah, we don't use the word school holidays around me. <laughs> <is it>? um, <laughs> but I did get a, a nice break word. because uh, Scotty, you and I had a nice catch up this week, which was very lovely and took my what's mind it? off school holidays. <laughs> we had we had breakfast I got in to, the city. Yeah, I got to show you my little breakfast joint. Oh, oh it was cool!
0: awesome. Yeah, very cool. I was doing a conference at the Royal Exhibition Centre. And I really? when I walked up there uh, whatever. When I walked up to the first day, I was like, <laughs> Oh, I think this is right near where Eddie works. So yeah.
3: Uh our,
2: yeah. Our convenience.
0: Yeah. 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 So needless to say, I was the highlight of Eddie's week. Um
1: no. It was a, it what? was very highlightful. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. What
2: about you, Mr. Scotty? Well what, Eddie was obviously you... the
0: highlight of my week.
2: Um Yeah, I was gonna say you kinda hijacked his, you know.
0: Well he brought it up. I didn't I didn't know if we were gonna discuss mm. that a little Well that's true. Too. You I brought that on
2: yourself, it. Eddie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I was just gonna say, hey, thanks for breakfast. Um <laughs> and leave it at that. But it's good hashtag. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i'm good i'm it's the second week of victorian school holidays um mrs scotty and the scottets have uh gone away and so i am actually getting a couple of days um i was going to say two myself but we do have two dogs two cats and two guinea pigs um Mm -hmm. and one horse (laughs) and so um but the horse doesn't live with us um but when you've got (laughs) to look after everyone's um, oh, and that's my dogs <gasps> wrestling right now, right underneath me. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Hey, Ted, <laughs> chill out, chill out. Sorry.
1: Okay, right on cue. That was good. Timing. Yeah, it was it really was. good timing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I thought uh,
3: it.
1: Picturing got kicking them under the desk to give. No, uh, that sort of they're
0: yeah. on the little um they're on the little J bed day bed behind my um. Uh, uh, Computer. So it's really cute when I do work meetings. Like I worked from home today. Is today. What's today? Monday. I worked from home today. And so we had like a morning meeting this morning. And you can see on my, on my like little, you know, video screen, there's me and then the little red couch behind me, including whatever mm-hmm. animals are sitting on it at the time. So it's always a conversation <laughs> um, when <laughs> we do the morning catch up when I'm at home. I'm looking, which, which of my furry co workers are here today? So I had yeah. one one dog and one cat attending the meeting this morning. I don't know what the others were doing, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh my gosh, they're still... Wrestling. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Far out. This is great radio. Um, well, I think that we should probably... Uh, oh, wait, no. We don't have news yet because we have acquisitions. Now I'm asking you, Ben, have you been, Oh my God. Have you got anything uh, in the toy realm between, um, whence and last we spoke?
2: Uh, well, I've got my toy of the week that I shall be talking about tonight. I also got my San Diego Comic-Con exclusive land speeder, Star Wars Black, which I'll probably talk about in the next few weeks. And I got uh, my shipping notice on my San Diego Comic-Con Thor box set, which is on its way with really horrid tracking that just says in transit. So clearly it's like departed, you know, place of origin, in transit, delivered, so... Uh, yes, I'll probably get that. Well, yes, hopefully. Yes, so, <laughs> maybe yes, mid yeah. midweek.
0: Midweek. Cool, cool. And what about you, Eddie, in the acquisition space?
1: Uh, well, I, like Ben, have my shipping weird shipping notice for my Thor San Diego set, which I don't know if you've noticed, Ben, but this company tends to say, oh, it'll be delivered on a Thursday and then we'll arrive on a Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> I've learned to just add a day to whenever they say it's going to arrive, and that's the arrival date. Um, and I actually had a ton of shipping notices this week. I'm expecting, I think, about six or seven packages oh, uh, to come in from all various spots uh, over, and it's just all... You know, I've had a bit of a drought recently of boxes coming into the door, and now I'm just getting uh, overflowed this week. But that didn't stop me buying at retail, because last week Adam was on <laughs> talking about uh, his Dragon Ball Z figure arts. And for some reason, whenever he gets on and talks about it, I got to go and buy one. And <laughs> I was at a local shopping center and they have an anime store there. And I'd been watching it for a while, but they're having a sale on figure arts this week. So I picked up a uh, perfect sell uh, Dragon cool. Ball Z figure art and then sent a picture to Adam, blaming him once again for <laughs> me still collecting this line. Fair enough. Good stuff.
0: I blame Adam for many things. Yeah. Yeah, For sure.
1: Yeah.
0: I got the latest and possibly last releases in the DC Collectibles, um, DC Icons series. We don't really know what's happening there. We know that
1: there are two more this week. And then I think the Superman Doomsday is the last that's going to actually make it out.
0: What's out this week?
1: This week is the Rebirth Batman and Rebirth Superman. So oh, the same wow. ones that were in that yeah, Justice but, League box set, but re-released oh, okay. on single.
0: Okay. Hmm. So, and this Doomsday one is actually going to make it out, is it? I thought I wasn't sure that was
1: actually coming. I believe so. I think that's hitting November. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I'm fairly fairly confident that actually did make the pre-orders and is coming out. But I think that's going to be the official last of before it goes on hiatus
0: hiatus yeah whatever that means um so but i got the supergirl nightwing and super suns set and once eddie has his then we will do our customary joint review um i won't be getting the rebirth ones, so if you get those you'll have to do them on your own eddie Um,
1: (laughs) i've already got them (laughs) the rebirth ones yeah i got the big justice league box set oh
0: i see okay i'm with you now cool um and i think i got a shipping notice of something i can't remember what it was my life is a mess um (laughs) the (laughs) well not a mess just a a a moderate shambles controlled shambles let's say oh very good good yeah yeah you just bounce from you know one thing to the next (laughs) um (laughs) it was really actually disorienting during this conference that I did in Melbourne for two days where I met up with Eddie because we don't do a lot of business in Victoria, even though we're based here, most of our business is elsewhere. So usually when I'm at a conference, I'm somewhere else. And I kept kind of saying to people, so like, yeah, we're based in Melbourne. And I'm like, oh, wait, we are in Melbourne. Okay. Oh, I don't know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, yeah. And when I – because I stayed overnight in the city. Um, and when I spoke to my wife on the evening, she was like, so what time is your flight home tomorrow? And I was like, um – oh, uh, wait a minute, no, I'm not flying. I, <laughs> I'm driving. <laughs> so, yes. Okay, well, on that highly structured and totally coherent note, yeah. I think that we should probably <laughs> take a break. I might have a drink. And we'll <laughs> um, then commence our choice of the week.
3: Here's the new Star Wars Death Star Space Station that you put together. Action figures each sold separately. The- It's been hit. He's after Luke. Take the elevator. Hurry. Now cross the light bridge. You won't escape me. Jump, Luke. Oh, no. The trash compactor. There's a trash monster. The wall's closing.
0: Save. Kenner's new Star Wars Death Star Space Station.
3: Action figures each sold separately.
0: Well, we've got three uh, toys of the week for your listening pleasure this week, and Ben has the first round, so we'll hand over to him to regale us with tales of toy goodness, hopefully.
2: (laughs) Well, thank you kindly, sir. And as Scotty mentioned in the intro, I am looking at the Tatsunoko Heroes Fighting Gear Gachaman G1 figure. Uh, This comes from the Japanese company Sentinel. Uh, And uh, it occurred to me while I was actually looking at these figures that we covered Sentinel so many years ago. Now I think one of the first figures was in some news when they did an Iron Man, that we didn't particularly like, uh, and I think we may have mocked them a little bit. Um, oh, but they've gone on to do, Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Uh, They have gone on to do a whole bunch of other licenses. Um, They did a Mega Man earlier this year. I think they've even got the rights to Winnie the Pooh and a few others. So, um, yes, they are around. They've done quite a few more Iron Man figures. I think they've even done a House of M, one that looks pretty fancy. So, uh, this one has been out for quite some time. It was actually a 2016 release. I've actually been hovering on this one, uh, and I recently went to a Comic-Con, which wasn't a Comic-Con because there wasn't many comics, But, um, <laughs> and I, uh, I got it for a steal. It was on sale. Uh, it would normally cost you, uh, well, in, in the vicinity of about 80 US dollars, but if you can get them... For under a hundred on eBay you're doing pretty well but I got mine for a really really good price I decided it was it was worth taking the shot now Gatchaman uh, if you're not aware of Gatchaman Gachaman is the original name for Battle of the planets uh, or Gforce or whichever you know whichever other Butchered, um, you know, Western version of Gatchaman you might have grown up with. Uh, G Force, sorry, Battle of the Planets was the one I grew up with, which was the late 70s, early 80s, and was, I think, the first Americanized version of Gatchaman. Uh, it is about the five science ninjas who get around in their fancy ship. Uh, Fighting the uh, forces of Spectra um, Against Zoltar Uh, And it's pretty cool They're all bird themed And this one is called G1 And I'm assuming G1 refers to um, Ken uh, Or as he's known in Battle of the Planets Mark Who is based on uh, an eagle And I'm guessing because the next figure in the line is G2, so I'm assuming G1 is, uh, yes. So anyway, so we're going to be talking about Mark slash Ken. I'm just going to call him Mark from now on. Uh, If you get offended by that, too bad. Um, Now, (laughs) it's interesting. uh, (laughs) Well, look, I grew up with Battle of the Planets. So, you know, I I know he's Ken the Eagle, but, you know, he's always been Mark for me. So, you know, thanks, Sandy Frank.
0: I grew up with g Force, Uh, but same thing. Yep.
2: Yes, which was kind of the same. Yeah, it was butchered uh, again. Yep. Yeah, okay. um, yeah. this is a, a really, I was going to say um, a, an X-scale figure because I can't quite work out where he's meant to fall. Uh, he's about 17.5 centimetres or about 6.5 inches tall. And so, you know, he's not quite 6-inch and he's not quite 7-inch. I mean, if he's 7-inch, he, you know, he's... Probably only a smaller guy. I probably imagine only about five foot nine, five foot ten. Um, but I, uh, I was sitting here and I quickly grabbed my Marvel Legends Jim Lee Cyclops to see how he measures up. Uh, and in the process, knocked over my Colossus Select figure, oh, who then took no. out half my X Men. Uh, so I've got something to do tomorrow. Um, but anyway, he's about half a head taller than Cyclops, but. Uh, The nature of the figure is that he's got quite sort of elongated limbs. He's quite sort of tall and thin. So he's not that much taller than a Marvel Legends, but the proportions seem quite out in comparison. But anyway, we're going to jump back and talk about packaging. This guy comes in a window box, which is uh, surprisingly small. Um, It's actually much smaller than a Star Wars black style box, uh, a little bit deeper because of the tray inside. Uh, At first, you're presented with a whole bunch of Japanese uh, writing, Uh, But then, you know, as you sort of turn it around, it's surprising to find that there's a lot more English. Uh, Now, for a horrid second, I thought I might have uh, bought a knockoff because there's actually typos galore on the English um, on the back of the box. Uh, And then I went to the website and found out that there's typos galore on the website as well. So I (laughs) thought a lot better. Uh, yes so anyway um tatsunoko tatsunoko uh, heroes were a line of action figures that came out from ban presto uh many many moons ago about sort of 30 35 years ago and one of the licenses they actually had for that particular line was uh was gachaman so there was a, a few figures so it says that uh this series is actually inspired by those so there's some actually some really nice graphics on the rest of the box uh it is actually not control art, but it's actually based on the figure itself. But it looks like they've sort of watercolored over it. So uh, altogether, not bad. You've got the Gatchaman logo, which actually looks really cool. Um, no sort of posing images on the back, just yeah, um, just those sort of painted over style of pictures. Uh, very easy to open. It's a two-piece tray, but it's one of those really horrible, flexible trays where you're trying to pull a clear cover off the black one underneath. And, you know, if you flex it wrong, you sort of have the, the eddy problem where it, it's Suddenly flexes and hands fly everywhere. So, uh,
1: all the uh, extras and accessories. You, actually- yeah. It actually <laughs> happened to me tonight. I- <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm living that no figure out across.
0: to sell Couldn't type.
2: We, we we need your to hands back on we need to give this a name to add to the AFB lexicon, the, you know, the Eddie effect where you flex the tray and pieces go everywhere. Um, Yeah. So unfortunately the extras all just sit in a tray. They're not actually held in place by anything. So you actually have to be really careful once you get that outer cover off. Now the figure itself, um, Mark slash Ken sits in a tray quite snugly. He does actually sort of Click uh, and is held into the tray. So in theory, you wouldn't even need that outer cover if it wasn't for the extras. Um, and he comes with, cause, uh, I'll, I'll talk about some of the die cast in a second, but because of, um, the nature of, you know, potentially scratching this figure, he comes neatly sort of wrapped in some very thin plastic just to sort of protect him a bit. So, um, yeah, very, uh, very friendly in terms of collectability. So you can get him uh, back in there quite easily. All right, well, moving on to uh, the sculpt. Now, I'm not sure where to talk about this, but the figure contains uh, a lot of diecast, and he's a heavy sucker. This is one seriously weighty figure. It's really, really noticeable. Uh, I'm kind of trying to work out which bits are diecast. It's definitely the torso. There are parts of the upper arms and probably the lower legs, uh, that are all die cast pieces. The weight is definitely in the torso though, and you can really see that that's metal. So he's a good hefty, uh, figure and it kind of, I don't know, it gives you a kind of a, a a sense of, um, I guess, quality. I, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm getting a bit sort of ahead of myself, but it just, you know, it feels like it's well put together. Now, in terms of the actual, uh, sculpt, um, it's it's great. You know, it, it's very nice, but they have taken some liberties with the design. Uh, if you do actually look at the source material from the original cartoon, and someone might tell me that this is based on an updated cartoon or something like that. I don't know. I've tried to stay up with Gatchaman, but I might have missed something. Um, but they have taken a bit of license with some of the aspects like the boots in particular have a, a really kind of modernized, um, armored look. You know, you've got various pieces, and the knee pads are actually separate to the boots. Uh, he's got some pauldrons on the shoulders, and that torso kind of almost looks a bit armored. Um, it's all very uh and it's well done. And if you sort of didn't Really remember if you couldn't remember the source material particularly well, you probably wouldn't even notice it. But um, what's been replaced is you know that original kind of almost one-piece lycra suit that they wore in the cartoon by you know what is oh, kind of almost like a, a very thin armored suit, still very sleek, which is actually really really nice. The helmet in particular is amazing. The uh, the clear piece that forms the beak. Uh, that sticks out of the helmet is really, really well done. And you can actually see uh, marks through the helmet, so which is good. But if you do actually have a look underneath, you can see that portrait really, really easily. Uh, and it's actually quite good. He's got a, a stern and determined look on his face, which is really good. Uh, the leader of Gutchland should be uh, taking his job seriously. Um, but the rest of it actually comes together quite well. I'm, I'm a bit I'm uh, a bit iffy on the pauldrons on the shoulders, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. But um, the rest of it, such as the the gloves and the way they um, ha- have done the you know the armored bit around the groin, which really stands out, um, is it, all very good. It's it's very aesthetically pleasing. I have okay. to say.
3: Pronounced it's pronounced, yes. yes.
2: It yes. is a pronounced groin. So yes. um, the other thing that, uh, again, I don't know quite where to talk about, I don't know whether it's an accessory or not, but he has a light-up chest. So his, uh, his Gatchaman, yes, his Gutchaman logo is actually a, uh, a clear red Ah, uh, piece of plastic that's um, applied or well, glued into that uh, metal torso, and uh, he has a little switch on the back, one of the tiniest switches I've ever seen. And when you turn turn it on, my God, it's it's blinding. Like this this <laughs> is one se- this is one serious light. Like you could use it, you know, to signal, you know, uh, um, you know rescue vehicles and whatnot. Like it's uh, very very Sweet. bright. Um, I haven't actually quite worked out why I I, I don't you know I've. I've watched the show, uh, I probably last watched the show about sort of six or seven years ago, and I don't remember their chest emblems being anything particularly exciting. So the decision to have a light up chest was, I don't know, it's an interesting one. Uh, it's fun and it works well, and the battery compartment in his back is well hidden. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know, I, I think. In a scheme of things, I could probably live without it and save 10 bucks. I, I don't know. So, But um, look, it, it works very well. I don't have any issues with that. I haven't sort of checked out what kind of batteries, but they look like sort of little button batteries. Um, so that's very nice. Now, uh, biggest issue for me with this guy uh, is definitely the cape um, the, for a couple of reasons. The the capes are kind of what they're known for in the show. They spend a lot of their time leaping out of the Phoenix, which is their, their ship and, and sort of sailing down to take on uh, Zoltar's latest kind of mechanical monstrosity. And the, the show was very much driven around the, the aesthetics of the Cape. They, um, the way they would sort of fly, uh, and use them as kind of a, a bit of a glider. Um, they would also sort of land and pull them around themselves, kind of like Batman does. And, and as such, if you look at any of the source material images, um, Mark's, uh, sort of wings or cape come over the shoulders, and it actually is closed sort of down to the middle of his chest and the idea is that he sort of puts his arms underneath and you know pulls the wings around to cover him uh, and that That effect is completely lost here because the wings kind of just stick out of his back uh, and they 're not very pronounced from the front there 's three separate pieces that form sort of the wings there 's two smaller ones that stick out the sides, and then a shorter, wider one. That covers the middle down the back uh, it's a it's a nice material that's kind of done well but there's no articulation of any kind it just kind of hangs there there's no ability uh there's no wires there's there's basically nothing it just kind of hangs down the back and that's a, a really big disappointment for me because i think it would actually lend itself to some really really cool posing if there was something even a wired um cape would have been really really cool uh the other thing that i'm still not quite getting used to is it's just white um the the cape is white on both sides and if you look at the source material one thing that's quite striking On his uniform is actually the fact that the outside of the cape is white, but the inside of the cape is red. And that's a really kind of nice contrast depending on the, you know, the the scene that he's in. So the red cape is completely gone. And as I said, this might be, you know, more uh, related to some newer source material, like an updated version. I'm not quite sure, but... So yeah, a little disappointing that I really can't do anything, you know, with that cape. Uh, and it's a bit awkward when you get him into some cool poses, but then the cape is just constantly hanging down with, you know, nothing to do. Uh, so anyway, uh, paint on this is actually really, really nice. There's not a lot of paint going on because most of it has actually been cast in the color that it needs. So all the white and blue parts, are uh, are all cast and they haven't been painted. So the main painting is on his belt, his belt buckle. And of course, all those little, uh, extra bits on his helmet, such as the eyes of the, uh, of the Eagle, um, What paint there is, is flawless. The eyes are really, really well applied. Uh, I actually think they're painted on, they're not tempos. So, you know, props to them for getting it so neat. Uh, I can see that a couple of things have been painted separately and then they're obviously glued on um, as as part of assemblies. So that's actually really, really cool. Biggest disappointment though with this is for some strange reason, the wrist pegs and the ankle pegs are white. Um, and I don't know whether they just didn't have the money to do new pegs in this particular colour because – I'm assuming they just reuse this buck, um, you know, again and again. And so one colored pegs go regardless of of what figure, because I noticed they've actually done about four or five releases of other characters and they continue to use this buck and then just sort of change it slightly. Um, so they have actually done, uh, Jason or Joe, who uh, is the condor or the Falcon, depending on who you talk to, he's the guy in sort of that dark, um, sort of maroon cinnamon colored, um, costume. He's second in command. Uh, and there's a few other. I'm trying to think which licenses they are, but anyway. Um, so this buck has been reused a few times, so I'm assuming that's why they only have the one coloured pegs. But uh, it is a little kind of off putting. It would have been nice to have that the the same colour. Um, but other than that, you know, it looks really, really good. All right, articulation. Um, Wow, articulation is just off the charts with this guy. There are about 32 points of articulation, uh, all your usual uh, double-jointed knees, double-jointed elbows, pin and discs in the wrists and ankles. Um, He's got that thing, I don't know, do we actually have a term for it where the articulation in the neck, you you don't just have the the ball-jointed head, but then you actually have A joint at the bottom of the neck as well So you get that kind of double So you can kind of push his head down um, and then once that sort of lower joint finishes, you can then use the ball joint in the head to sort of tip his head even further down. So you can actually put his chin on his chest. So it's, um, yeah, you've got sort of two different joints in one in the, sort of the lower neck and then obviously the one in the head itself, which is actually very cool. Um, I'm quite sort of impressed with how that works because you get some good movement in every direction. Um, he's got a pretty wicked sort of um, ab Crunch it! Um, it moves in every direction, rotates in every direction. He's also got one in his waist that gives you that. Between the two of them, gives you that um, really cool ability to sort of lean them sideways uh, considerably, which adds to the uh, opposing fun. But uh, the one sort of to talk about here has got to be these hips. Um, they're very pronounced. Once you get away from the pronounced groin that we uh, talked about before, uh, what you've actually got is <laughs> ball jointed. Uh, <laughs> you've got ball jointed hips, which. The pegs end on a pin and disc. So um, how can I describe this? You can kind of use the the pin and disc in the hips to pull his leg down about four millimetres, and then that allows you to kind of clear the top of the thigh when you you know you move the leg up or to the side, so it allows you to get a really huge range of motion when you're posing this guy. But then when you're finished, you can kind of push his thigh kind of up into his groin. If that I know that sounds really awkward, and it closes the gap uh, a little bit for this figure, so it doesn't look as wow. awkward. So. Yeah, uh, yes, I know. It, it, it looks like a, a season-ending injury, but it's actually quite clever in, in that, you know, it, you can close that gap up so it doesn't look crazy, but then you can just pull the leg down and, and get some really wicked posing. So so this guy, his articulation, um, not just the joints, but the range of movement is crazy. Like his double-jointed knee allows you to bend his leg around so his heel touches his butt And you can kind of almost see that there's still more to go. It's just that his butt gets in the way. So um, crazy, crazy sort of levels of articulation. And uh, you can just do all sorts of cool things with this guy. It's really quite amazing I'm, I'm very very impressed with our articulation um so you know playability posability is uh, amazing off the charts really really quite impressed now in terms of accessories uh, pretty good we get his uh his sonic boomerang if you've ever seen the show it's that little sort of crescent shaped sort of thing that he throws now on his belt he's got a little pouch where it lives unfortunately that doesn't open up um, so if you are going to pose him, you know, with that boomerang, there's actually nowhere to put it, uh, if you don't want it in his hand. So you've got to be careful for that. Uh, and he comes with seven different hands. We've got two fists, two karate chop hands, two sort of open weapon holding hands. And then there's one that I call the two finger salute, which after uh, now that I've just read it back, uh, probably isn't what I should have called it, but, uh, yeah. Uh, so he's got the two, the, um, the forefinger uh, and the middle finger sticking up with the others bent down, um, and almost as if he's, you know, putting the, the two fingers up to, um, you know, the temple to wave someone off. Um, it's not that. It's actually uh, a way that he holds the sonic boomerang in the show. He holds it with a thumb and two fingers. So you can actually replicate that from the show, which is really, really cool. And uh, you only get that for the right hand, but still, you know, pretty good. Uh, also comes with a pretty good stand. It's based sort of on, the, I guess, what you get from Bandai, what you're used to getting. But uh, it's uh, it's a Bandai one on steroids. It's um, a lot thicker. It's a lot more robust. Uh, it's a really quite an impressive stand. This would be the sort of thing that if you did want to buy additional stands for your figures, you'd want to get a couple of dozen of these. Really, really quite impressive. So that's him. That's Mark slash Kenny Eagle. Very impressive. Uh, Biggest disappointment for me is, as I said, they released Jason slash Joe, and it's been well over 18 months now. And to my knowledge, we haven't seen any of the other crew. So we need the other three, and we also need some of the baddies. It would be really good, Zoltar, and, and whatnot. So that's a bit disappointing. I feel like I've taken the plunge into something, uh, once again, a la Mattel Thundercats where I'll never complete the team. Um, But I'll definitely pick up Joe slash Jason if I can find him for a good price too. So anyway – Wrapping up, um, look, this is an amazing figure. I'm really quite impressed. I'm a bit disappointed about the scale. Uh, he doesn't fit in with anything. Uh, he, he does look way too big to be with Marvel Legends. He'd probably fit with any NECA figures that you've got. Um, so, you know, a really odd choice by you know, the company making them sitting around the table and it's like, hey, collectors, you know, collect six inch figures, you know, we should do that. No, no, no. They'll they'll reward us for thinking outside the box and creating a whole new scale. So let's do that. Um so yeah, a bit awkward. Uh and of course the other thing is that Kate, um, really quite disappointed. So I'm gonna take one and a half dollies off and give this
0: guy eight and a half out of ten. Cool. I remember covering this when it was solicited, and um, being interested, um, but you know, trying to be good. I think that um, <laughs> it looks it looks amazing. I've got such a huge sentimental um, nostalgia mm-hmm. for Gashaman, um, but I think one of the things that did hold me back was that concern that we mightn't get the whole team. And then to me, it would be a blowout. So I hope that it does come to be. Yeah.
2: And I think it's also really disappointing for fans that a license like this, that has been around for so long and is so well regarded by fans, whether it's kind of the Americanized version or the original Japanese, yet, you know, I don't think the license has ever been done justice. Um, You know, we got some figures from, I think it was Diamond Select. Uh, many moons ago, I think it might have even been the late '90s or around 2000 that had horrid articulation, dreadful face sculpts. Um, but that was the best uh, you could get at the time, and Were I think it you know, has the been
1: that ended up in Target for some weird. Uh, I don't. So this know. was back. There was like a period around 2003, 2004 where Target had like figures in their video game section, and they're in like oh, a glass okay. case. And I think that they were around – around then there was some sort of gachamon figures yeah, in, possibly. in there with, like, the Joyride Halo-type ones. But, uh, yeah, I don't recall that. I mean,
0: look, they've – you know, they've,
2: they've had other goes at it too. There was another company that did them in about an eight or nine uh, – probably a nine-inch scale that actually had uh, mixed media. And I think, again, they only got as far as, um, you know, as Ken – and, uh, and Joe or, or Mark and Jason, as it were. So poor old Tiny you know, and Princess never got the love they deserved. So, yeah, so yeah they're, they're still chugging away.
0: Hopefully one day someone will have a crack at it. Indeed, indeed. Well, thank you very much for that, Ben. It's good to hear about what hopefully will be a, a new line and not just a one-off. Um, <laughs> and thanks for your, your detailed review. We will take a short break and we will let Eddie have a stab at it. If you like listening to podcasts, then there's a good chance you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is Ex-Heroes by author Peter Kleins. X-Heroes is the first book in a series about a group of superheroes trying to survive and protect what's left of humanity in the wake of a zombie apocalypse. It's a genre-bending story that has something for fans of comic books, superhero films, and the whole zombie phenomenon. To get your copy of X-Heroes for free and start your 30-day trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. Well, it is time for our second toy of the week, and the honour for being the meat in the sandwich goes to Eddie. So over <laughs> to you, Eddie.
1: Yeah. Uh, so for my toy of the week, you will actually already know this if you listened to last week's episode, and shame on you if you didn't. Uh, but last <laughs> week I was going to review Trypticon, but uh, weirdly – uh, even though I owned him and had him in hand, he wasn't ready to review, uh, and there was a couple of reasons for that, and I'll get he was into shy. it. So, yeah, he was shy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for yeah. those. But don't know the uh, hasbro titans return trypticon uh, is a transformer and he is part of the titan scale uh, so generally speaking we get one figure a year in the titan scale and they are the super large uh, massive figures of the year so i did review uh last year's one fortress maximus uh, on this show, and Triptychon is 2017. Uh, so he actually came out here and was released uh, early. This was the first spot, I believe, recorded in the world uh, to have Tripticon was Australia at the Big W mid-year toy sales. And uh, generally speaking, he goes for around $300 uh, Australian, but at the toy sale, they had him for 250 so i wasn't really ready to hand over 250 at the time so i just uh did what i've done with some of the other titans and chucked it on lay by and then i've just sort of paid a little bit off each week and then it sort of feels like i'm getting them for nothing at the end of it (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and i also did the stupid thing where i grabbed a whole bunch of star wars 40th anniversary Uh, characters that were army builders and just figured, well, I'm putting like a $250 (laughs) lay by what's an extra, you know, hundred or so dollars worth of figures on top of that. That's just part of what (laughs) I'm paying off. So um, I probably would have had him sooner this year. Uh, than i had previous years but i'd uh, chucked all those guys in on top um but i do have him on hand but uh, i can't remember if i told the story last week but when i went to pick him up they'd actually lost my lay-by uh which yes. was rather <laughs> unfortunate uh, and luckily had a new pallet uh that had just arrived out the back that had one uh on it so they got me a new one off that pallet and uh, knocked 50 bucks off the price for me uh, oh. because of the sort of embarrassment of losing uh, my layboy, which uh, oh, luckily no. they still had the Star Wars figures though. It was just the Triptychon part that uh, had gone. So um, that was actually much better because apparently they've stopped making those 40th anniversary figures. So mm. uh, they would have been hard to, re- to replace, but um, it was very nice and always happy to have them knock off another 50 bucks uh, mm. off a purchase. But then I was struck with another situation. Uh, Now, this is actually quite well known at this point because it has taken me a while to get him. Uh, Many others have had Trypticon in hand and realized that he actually suffers from a fairly major issue, even though it does have an easy fix. And that is because he's such a large figure. He actually, uh, I haven't got my measuring tape, but he actually comes up higher than my knee, uh so he's about Whoa. a quarter of a person yeah um he uh has very big ratchet joints in his thighs and what it is it's a spring that pushes up against a ratchet joint to sort of lock it in so it doesn't move. And then as you move it, it's meant to compress the spring and allow the ratchet joint to shift. But the springs they used in the ratchet joints were actually extremely uh, strong and sturdy. And what was happening is most people opening their trypticons couldn't move the ratchet joints uh, mm. in the hips, which being a transformer is a big issue because it meant that you couldn't <laughs> transform it uh, properly. Now, people worked out very early on that there was a fix. If you open up his uh, thighs with the screwdriver and cut the spring in half, half of the spring is enough that you could use it and work it effectively. Um, you would either need to bend the wire or put something else in there so that the wire isn't scraping into the plastic Um but then a little later on, someone worked out an even easier trick, which was the one that I did, and what I was doing all throughout the last episode of the podcast, if you remember, and that was squeezing two springs between my hands, and that was if <laughs> uh-huh. you got them out and sort of yeah, compressed them for twenty minutes each. Yeah. And then squished it for 20 minutes each. That sort of um, loosened up the springs a bit and made it much more easier to compress and then reinsert them back in and they work fine. And uh, I am happy to say that that worked well with mine. But then there was another... (laughs) Thing that was going to cause me a delay in looking at this guy properly and it's a task that I actually still haven't completed properly and that is that he comes with a sticker sheet uh, and when I say sticker sheet, I mean even though he's one of the biggest figures that I've ever owned, he comes with some of the smallest stickers <laughs> <laughs> that I have ever had to apply in between like plastic areas where it would be impossible to even get like a baby's finger uh, in between. So if you didn't have sort of a exacto knife, I got no idea how you'd be applying uh, some of these stickers. There was, I think, around 180 stickers to uh Uh, (laughs) somewhere between 150 and 180 uh so i got most of them on his t-rex form and uh haven't uh really bothered in the other areas and got through quite a few episodes of crazy ex-girlfriend while doing it Uh, and just eventually had to take a break for a bit uh so i'll finish them off at one point uh but the actual toy himself is uh, fairly cool and fantastic despite all these delays in uh, getting him uh, here and set up. So in terms of the box that he comes with, he comes in a massive, uh, you know, almost for a mini fridge uh, box and it has lovely painted artwork on the front of it which I always delight in seeing. I love when toys have original artwork. Now it's not really collector friendly because he comes in pieces in the box and then you've got to assemble him uh, together if not take him apart and fix those springs and once you have him sort of clicked in together you really don't want to be pulling him apart. Again, so once he's out, he's kind of out. So it's not really collector-friendly. But one nice thing I really like that they do for the collectors is that the Transformers do come with a little nice collector card that has the artwork from the front of the box in it. So there is a way of keeping that artwork, even if you're getting rid of this massive box. Uh, In terms of sculpt, he's a weird mix um, of both intricate sculpting and not really (laughs) intricate sculpting, uh, which is really oxymoronic. But uh, what it is, is there are parts of him that have really incredible detail, like his little dinosaur arms have a lot of really cool, uh, say, engine work, but also forms to look like scales and uh, a nice piece of a robot transformer. And then there are other parts that are just fairly bits of chunk plastic and uh sort of ramp pieces and fairly smooth so uh it depends on where you're looking at for where you're going to get a lot of this sculpted detail the head of course is fantastically done but then when you're looking at some of the inner pieces it can just be flat applied plastic uh in terms of paint he doesn't really have um Uh, any paint on him at all Uh, there is a little bit of paint in something I'll get to in a uh, little bit later on of the section but it's pretty much just moulded plastic and then you're applying the stickers on top Uh, articulation wise he's actually very good when he's in his giant kaiju uh, beast mode Uh, so his arms have sort of ball jointed articulation, he's got a uh, joint at the elbow he's got joints at the risk and uh, his fingers are articulated. What's really impressive is that his head is actually on a swivel and can move. And the reason why this is impressive is that he actually has an action feature uh, where, with Titan's Return, the gimmick is that all the uh, Transformers have heads that come off and become little mini one-inch high characters, and he can actually gobble them up. So if you open him up, wow. he's does go down into his stomach and uh you can have him munching on the other titan return uh, <laughs> little guys and then you can close the mouth but still turn his head a full 360 around the joint sort of inside the throat itself which is uh very cool because generally a feature like that would uh mean no uh, articulation there at all uh and he does have sort of A limited, say, about um, half a ball joint in the uh, hips. um, And then very, those heavy ratchet joints, as I mentioned, if you can hear that. Uh, He's got ratchet joints in the knees. And then he's uh, got a slight bit of uh, ankle articulation, but it's really more for the transformation than uh, any use. It sort of points his... uh, feet down. So it's not really useful articulation there. Uh, Now he does have a big massive tail that's not articulated at all. Uh, so while he is fairly posable for such a massive guy, uh, the tail will generally get in the way. Like uh, even in terms of taking photos of him and that, uh, I couldn't have him flush up against the wall because of this massive tail uh, running around backwards. Uh, but what I actually found really neat and one of the key things that I'd sort of found when I was playing with him is that uh when you transform him into his sort of hover tank mode, He becomes this sort of massive ship that's actually in scale for six inch figures. Uh, So you can, his tail becomes sort of Mm. this big green cockpit section, and that can open up and you can put in star wars black marvel legends figures Uh, i did put a picture up on our facebook page talking about crossing the streams where i sort of loaded this guy up as if he was a hover tank and had all sorts of stormtroopers and that over him (laughs) Uh, but you can put deluxe transformer figures in here and use him as a vehicle for other transformer figures and it's just really cool how much uh sort of playability he has with other Uh, Hasbro and uh, other six-inch lines in this form. And this is another part that really sort of shines for me that I didn't expect is the whole middle section of him actually opens up and has different rooms and different areas and doorways. So he really does become a play set, uh, particularly for the one-inch Titan um, head characters once you start loading them throughout. And his third mode is a city mode, And this is something that they had with Fortress Maximus as well, where he kind of becomes a play set and a base. And once again, you've got all those different rooms and sections. They're just sort of using walls now as ceilings and whatnot. It sort of flips it from uh, the battleship mode. Uh, But that is another quite cool uh, section there, again, for sort of playing around. And uh, I was surprised how much I liked that when I thought I was really just buying him for the giant Uh, robotic kaiju uh, that he is Mm. Uh, another feature i forgot to mention is with the little titan character because his head doesn't come off and become a transformer there is a section on his head where you can uh, slot in a titan master and it does pop up a big ray gun cannon out of his nose and gives him sort of a orange horn there that sticks out that's sort of a nice little play feature um but yeah lots of little cool trap doors and pieces like that uh on him which is nice he has these big shoulder cannons that actually extend out and you can make them uh even bigger and fiercer uh and in terms of accessories he actually comes with a transformer figure as an accessory so uh you do get uh full tilt, uh, which is this red, kind of looks like a armoured car in the shape of the Millennium Falcon just without the cockpit. And uh, he can actually roll. He's perfectly sized for rolling up and down the ramps in the fortress mode. Uh, he fits perfectly into the cockpit mode when he's transformed out. And he does have a head that is a Titan Master that you can pop up and obviously works fantastically uh, with all the little Titan Master pegs all over uh, Trypticon's body, one of which I only found tonight when I was doing the photos, which is actually in his mouth that has a couple of extra hidden guns. Uh, mm. So this is something that I'll probably still be finding uh, for ages and ages is how many little uh, foot pegs he has for the Titan Master just hidden uh, all over his body. And I haven't had a chance to really get a whole bunch of Titan Masters out and just sort of cover him in the fortress mode uh, with these little guys. But... A uh, very cool piece. Now, he actually does also collapse up and become a gun on the chest of Trypticon and in the fortress and tank mode. Uh, But this is one piece I don't think really worked effectively. It really does look like he's just got a car sitting on his chest or a uh, car (laughs) pointing out uh, in different directions. Uh, It probably would have worked if they had it could i mean there's a giant <laughs> robotic kaiju dinosaur beast stomping around so yeah, totally. um, it could possibly happen. uh but uh it it's would have maybe worked better if they had something that could collapse over the wheels or that or even because it's using a clear plastic sort of trap door of the roof of the body it doesn't necessarily hold particularly well so it's often pointing down uh when it is in use but uh Just a really great big massive toy that really most of my (laughs) fun has been either posing other superhero figures fighting the giant robotic Godzilla or sort of putting him in that uh, hover tank mode and seeing, you know, filling him up with Hydra soldiers and pieces like that. He really is sort (laughs) of on that scale of the uh, big black series TIE fighter. He does scale quite well with uh something like that so it is nice to have a giant vehicle uh for sort of six inch figures there so he is really cool so in the end i'd probably have to give him a eight out of ten uh so there is the big issue with his uh thighs which is easily fixable if you do have a screwdriver and uh while the stickers are painstaking there is a level Uh, of fun and a bit of a puzzle uh, to him which when you're getting a transformer that's what you are getting is a puzzle in a lot of ways and I really didn't speak about his transformation because uh, it can be hard to speak on an audio podcast about the engineering of the transformation of a transformer but he actually is a fairly simple transformation it basically is sliding his tail into his body that becomes the cockpit Uh, then the legs sort of collapse in under and the Uh, shoulders kind of fan out and and that's how he becomes the ship uh, in very basic turns, and then it's just kind of extending out the legs and flipping a couple of panels over to create the fortress mode. So uh, in terms of transformation, he's actually really simple. You could probably pick him up and play with him uh, for 10 or 15 minutes and work him out quite easily how he transforms, which isn't a bad thing. Um, sometimes talking simple transformations, it can be considered a bit of a faux pas with Transformers, but I think when you're dealing with a guy on this scale, and he can be he's so big, he can be hard to transform just because you're actually trying to get to pieces and reach around and grab um, different parts of the legs and that open that having a simple transformation actually works quite well for him. So there is some very clever engineering uh, that goes on with these guys that never fails to impress. So I think eight out of ten dollies for me. That's mm. awesome. This, this looks like
2: an all-day toy. This is the one, like, you get out of bed in the morning, have some <laughs> breakfast, and then you open the box, and then, like, at dinner time, you're still, like, going pew, 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 and, and you know, <laughs> transforming. And, like, seriously, this, yep. it
1: just looks like there's so much happening with this thing that you, the more you look at it, the more it does. He, he definitely is. And he's just one of those ones he's great to experiment with, Those sort of playing before I was like, I wonder how far I can get a DC classic figure down his throat before. Uh oh and it's pretty much <laughs> up to the shoulders. Like you can get him I had booster gold being swallowed up uh through there. But uh it it is just full of lots of little nooks and crannies and a lot of thought being put into the overall uh, run. Now, I should say with my rating, I am coming to it as uh, I did get him at a bit of a discount. So uh, I think the cheaper you can get him, the more impressive he's going to be. While he is $300 AUD, generally a guy this size uh, does turn up at sales a lot, is generally Mm. the best chance you're even going to have to get him stores seem to get them in for when they are having sales and then if you miss the sale they're the ones that are kind of just going to sit around on the shelf which uh here generally means Maya because Maya doesn't really put them at discount i think they're the one spot that still has the fortress maximus uh sitting in there at three hundred dollars still uh taking up the shelves so uh definitely keep your eye out for a uh sale if you're going to grab him here cool
0: very good thank you very much for Mm -hmm. that any we will take a short break and we'll come back with our final toys of the week if your collecting addiction is a hard itch to scratch then you might like a bit of insurance that you always have some new goodies on the horizon loot crate is the world's favorite subscription box service and they're currently offering afb listeners 10% off any of their flexible subscription plans Every Loot Crate includes exclusive apparel and collectible items built around a theme, and there are so many theme crates to choose from, whether you're into a more general pop culture or gaming theme, or you have a more specific interest. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues and enter the promo code Breach10. If you do sign up and you love your loot, be sure to go to the AFB Facebook page and post a pic of your new gear. That's trylootcrate.com forward slash Blues with the promo code BREACH10. Well, he is our very dependable
2: anchor of the show. He brings us the final Toy of the Week for this episode, and it's Toys of the Week, Scotty. Woo!
0: It is. I, as I often do when I review uh, Cardo um artifacts pieces, I have a double header for you tonight, um, and as well as giving you... Two different characters, I am going to give you a range of reviewing emotions. Um, <laughs> I mean. um, so we will start uh, with the one of the latest in the Forever Evil villains series um, from the Kodabakia DC Universe mm-hmm. line, uh, which started around the time of um, the new 52. So that was, what, like three reboots ago? Or I can't really <laughs> remember now. Um, yep. Your kids probably don't even remember that anymore. That's like your, your, yeah. your grandfather's DC. Yeah. Um, the, and uh, has given us a really nice line of, you know, comic accurate, albeit modern, um, uh, DC, both heroes and villains. And one of the things that I really enjoyed about this line is that as well as all the characters that you would expect, they have gone a little bit further with the villains. And we've had a few characters that we might n- normally see, um, at this, uh, uh, price point in particular, you know, they would get action figures, but not necessarily statues. So we've had, you know, people like Bizarro and Sinestro and, um, and now black Manta, who of course I would be into anyway, because he is an Aquaman bad guy. Um, So if you are not familiar with this line, this is, um, they call it a one-tenth scale. Um, uh, Black Manta is about seven and a half inches tall. Um, He comes in, and this becomes important when we get to our second toy of the week. All of these, to this point, have come in the same packaging, which is a plastic uh, window box box. Um, that has got the reverse clamshell inside with you know, character art and logos etc. on it, and you can see the piece uh, inside. And when you open it up, you have got the figure, occasionally an accessory, um, and then a base. Which for Black Mancha, as for all the ones previously, has been a black um, square base that you don't have to use because while well, he does have mech. It's in his feet. Um, he stands without it, uh, which makes me happy because I display these pretty close together. And the odd one that needs the base to stand up takes up too much room and makes me sad. Um, the so this is sculpted by Ikay Jisukada, and um, as I said, he is seven and a half inches tall. Um, this is really nicely done. Um, you know, it is definitely the more modern. Um, black manta, um, super shiny with the uh more modern looking um head, and also his uh, what are they um spear things? <laughs> they're called? That will co- do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> his, yeah, his his underwater spear things, skewers, of course. Yes, no. Um, <laughs> the and a uh, really nice combination of um the metallic. Uh, look to um, his helmet uh his um weapons and his backpack breathing apparatus um, the the There are darker silver. Um, as opposed to the helmet, which is a uh, more shiny silver, um, and then the propulsion pack on the back is the darker silver as well. Um, the oh no, sorry, is the shiny silver as well. Um, really nicely sculpted. Um, he's very ripped, um, as you would be if you were a underwater, you know, person. <laughs> um, swimming's hard work. <laughs> swimming's hard work. That's right, and <clears throat> very defined, and he's kind of. L- Lunging forward a little bit. His right uh, knee is slightly extended. He is leaning forward. Um, It's quite a dynamic pose. It works really nicely. Um, Although you will want to display him um, kind of uh, at or above eye level because he is looking down. So he's not going to be, if he's on a lower shelf, you're going to mostly just see the top of his shiny head. Um, And like I said, he doesn't need the base to stand. Um, which makes me happy. You can pose these closer together and they're really quite fun. Um, you know, I've always said I'm not a huge articulation person. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why I like statues. And these to me, um, when they're good are really the best of both worlds because they're at that scale where this is basically, you know, seven and a half inches tall, but you know, it's basically a slightly larger than six inch action figure. Um, so that kind of scale but uh with a a really nice dynamic pose um that that looks great and doesn't need lots of complicated posing or stands to accomplish it. so great work, great compliment to the line, definitely a ten out of ten dollies piece for me. Um, I think we are moving on now from the new fifty two stuff um this that the forever evil. Um, line which came out of the New Fifty Two Justice League stuff um, had Captain Cold and Gorilla Grodd 2, which I haven't actually purchased. Neither of them are; they're both super modern versions. That New Fifty Two Captain Cold is just a little bit wackadoodle for me um, mm. in terms of like <laughs> I, I wouldn't say no to him on deep discount, but I just wasn't mm. able to kind of bring myself to him at full yeah. price. And the the Grodd is oversized and also modern and kind of doesn't really fit where i displayed these so i just decided to kind of give him a give him a pass mm-hmm. um so that's black Manta, and then of course one of probably the biggest um dc name that we hadn't seen in this line so far um was harley Quinn, and i was quite surprised that we waited as long as we did and um, for her seeing as they did so many characters and she is so popular. Um but they solicited her a while back. Everyone was very happy and um I was certainly looking forward to picking her up. Um I've I have been able to stop pre-ordering these because they are now really readily available particularly in in at Zing here in Australia and their Carbukiya prices are usually really quite good. Um so worth um you know, worth waiting. And because at present I do travel a fair bit for work, I'm a little bit spoiled um, for access to various zings around the country. So if I miss it in one place, I'm likely to pick it up at another. And so I was looking forward to this. And the first thing that I noticed when I saw this in the shop was that, oh, it's not the same packaging as all of the other pieces in the line. And I, I hadn't kind of thought that this was, you know, a separate line. Um, she's labeled as Artifacts Plus, just like every uh, every other figure in the line. Uh, but no, to start off with, she is in a cardboard window box, not a plastic window box. So that's a little bit, you know, for, for if you've been collecting the line, you know, it's a little bit annoying, but certainly, you know, survivable. Um, and uh, the second thing that I noticed was the price tag. Um, because uh, she, uh, if you look on the Cote of website, um, in US dollars, these normally go for fifty nine ninety nine, dollars um, But Harley Quinn is $10 more, sixty nine ninety nine. dollars um, What that translates to in Australian dollars, um, is that where these you know will go, kind of between the one hundred and ten to you know one hundred and twenty um, Australian um, Harley Quinn uh, is running about one hundred and fifty to one hundred and sixty. Um, so how rude! So I know, yes. So I'll, more to that in a moment. I have more to say about that when we get past the the review, but just to point out. Um, so open up the the cardboard box, and it's still the same, you know, reverse clamshell inside. Um, the design on the box is, you know, kind of same basic idea, but it's just cardboard for some inexplicable reason. Um, fancy, you know, fancier kind of printing on the box, etc. And then inside we get the figure. And the first thing that we notice when we take the figure apart is that we take the figure out of the box is that we have the figure and we have the base, and then. Oh, the base is not the black square. It's smaller. Um, it's red. It's clear. Smaller is okay, um, but I don't. I don't like the base, so I'm putting it aside. And then I realize, oh, there's no magnets in the feet. Her left foot has got a steel peg in it. Barty bow. Oh. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. So this is where my collector OCD starts to go cuckoo uh because so first of all while as far as i can tell i think she would probably support you know her weight no problem without the peg because she's got the steel peg that means that i have to use the base and so that means that she doesn't sit display nicely with the rest of these pieces because she's higher than the rest of them um in the way that I've got them displayed, and even if I had them all on the base, she'd be on a different one anyway. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the rest of the sculpt, and then I'll come back. Um, so this, I have to say, like in terms of the the artifacts pieces, that putting aside everything else, because obviously I'm not I'm not happy with the packaging and the base, etc. Um, you know, this this to me is a little bit lackluster, um, because there's the way that the sculpt is is nice. Um I can't find a sculpting credit for this, by the way. Um the the sculpt is nice. They've done the, you know, really kind of typical um, you know, thing of holding resting her ass on the mallet, um, as you do. <laughs> um oh, so, so we'll just call it over the shoulders. Them. Yeah, the mallet ass. Yeah, Um, so I mean, there's uh, whatever. Uh, (laughs) It's all a bit tired. So it's you know, and I mean, right. I know that the one of the things about the artifacts stuff to this point is that the female characters have not been overly sexy. It's more a bit, you know, um, we've got Bashojo for that. This is more the um, you know just kind of vanilla pose um, thing, and this to me, kind of takes it out of that. Um, But the, you know, the sculpt is fine. Um, I'm not hugely excited about the pose. Um, But for me, the paint is where this has gone a little bit wrong. And I I think that partly, you know, if you look at a lot of the other pieces, um, they've tried to balance matte with shiny. um, And this is all glossy. And mm. so and, and and I feel like it actually loses something. Um, the only bit that isn't glossy is her face um, and because and, and the her little domino mask, um, and so I think partly because they've gone for all glossy paint on the rest of the figure, um, the face actually then is a little bit dulled by comparison, and it doesn't draw your eye in the same way. And so she doesn't really look like Harley. She looks like someone made up as Harley, um, because th- the face is really lacking both in, it doesn't draw your eye to it, but also just in any kind of personality. And, you know, there's mm. one thing that we know that Harley Quinn has got. It's lots of personality. Um, and you know, these are that they're, you know, o- overall, you know, kind of fairly, um, stern, uh, expressions on these, except for a couple of the villains that are a bit more freaky, but certainly this is not a line where the characters don't have, don't show expression. They're not kind of detailed face sculpts. They're all really detailed face sculpts. And so this by comparison doesn't really feel like it fits in with them. Um, so, you know, again, the sculpt work I think is great. If you, if you like the pose and, you know, I get it. Um, but, I do feel like the paint choices here have actually let it down a bit, um but then we get back to the get back to the kind of overall the different packaging, the base, and the extra price, et cetera and it just feels like that they've just taken the opportunity to charge more for a popular character um mm. and you know it, it I can't kind of see the the difference in I mean if it, you know what's different about it okay so the base is different but it's actually smaller what couldn't have been more expensive to make you know what's the ten dollar difference the cardboard box like I don't <laughs> you know I don't understand and I definitely don't want to pay you know uh, that for for a packaging that's different from everything else in the line
2: maybe so, there's like a, a, a stipend they have to pay Paul Dini or something now or. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's really possible. I don't know. I, you know, I mean, I, I, I just find it strange, and I feel like the line has been so consistent that it's a really <clears throat> odd departure
1: to, to well, the other odd odd thing to me, just as an outside observer um to have a nitpick if I'm allowed, is that they called it the Mad Love Harley. and Mad Love is a very distinct story um, done in animated form as a a sort of prestige book and then later turned on into an episode. Um, But that really denotes the animated Harley when you say mad love Harley. It's kind of like calling Dark Knight Returns Batman and then releasing just a regular Batman, if that makes sense at all. like I can't work out what of this is mad love.
0: Yeah, the Mad Love stuff definitely appeared in some marketing. It's actually not on the packaging though, so I might have, I may have, you know, uh, confused it there by including that in the in the title. But definitely, I mean, some of the marketing that I that I saw, it was they did have the Mad Love tag in there. And that's at first when I saw this, and I thought, oh, this is maybe this is different. I thought it was maybe because they were kind of going for some storyline specific thing. Um, but yeah, it's just. Strange. and I, I mean I understand obviously Kodobaia is not a small company and um, I, I the fact also when I read the just the little write up on the um, the Koda website that this was different from the other ones in the line it's possible that this was given you know to someone else outside of that project and you know, didn't have the kind of same you know eye cast over it because obviously she is a popular figure. But, and I'm sure that there would be, uh, you know, quite a few people that would buy this particular figure without being collectors on the line. And that's probably partly what they were marketing towards. But it always annoys me when companies do stuff like this and forget the, you know, me that's bought every single piece <laughs> to this point and would kind of yeah. like it to match, you know, like the, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know, why Jeez, are they? You're so demanding. I know. I'm so unreasonable, <laughs> you know, like, but I'm looking and I've, I've got like, you know, t- nearly 25 of these things, like, um, and they, they display so nicely, um, you know, I've got them on the same shelves as same kind of display as my um, Batman black and white and my Kota um uh superpowers which probably doesn't look like it's going to get completed but there you go okay and they all kind of scale nicely together and i just you know it's um you know i don't think that the things are mutually exclusive i feel like they could have done they didn't need to do anything different from the rest of the line for this to sell well they could have just made more um but You know, it's just, it's really hard not to see this as a money grab for this to be 10 bucks more, 10 bucks US, aka 3 billion Australian, um, more uh, for (laughs) the sake of of what? A cardboard box that makes it different from every other thing in the line? Ah. Mm.
3: That's disappointing. Um, Mm. It
0: is. The the lovely um, K. Miss Clark, who um, uh, contributes to our Facebook page. A lot posted something um, on our Facebook page the other day, which actually I feel like is as much, if not more, should be more for you than me, Ben, because you've made this joke before. But he posted the T-shirt that says, I have CDO. It's like OCD, but all the letters are in alphabetical order as they should be. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Hey, hang on a minute. I know. (laughs) I resemble that remark. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you've made that remark, but it was, yeah. But he said, I found the perfect shirt for you, Scotty. And yeah. And, but I mean, I think that it, it's like a lot of things, you know, whether it's comics or, your know, other properties, mm. et cetera, you know, when you alienate your, your core base, um, yep. y- you know, you, you ultimately lose ground. And I, I just, I, I'm probably the only person that cares about this. Uh, <laughs> But I don't know.
2: It uh, just – I mean, it's got to be noticeable. Yeah. You have just, to think I that all, like all, all collectors are going to you know, notice this straight away. When, when You know, if you are consi- a consistent collector, you're going to pick this up and go, well, oh, hang on a second, this doesn't look like the other figures. Like, why?
0: Why? Yeah, and even the packaging. Like, I mean, you know, I've talked I've, – I've bitched a lot about the um, Diamond Select packaging and how dated it is, but, you know, one of the reasons why they're not changing it is because they've got a diehard – uh, base of collectors who yeah. one of the reasons why they collect the line is because of the consistent packaging, you know, your, your mint and package collectors and whatever. And so, and they, you know, that it would be dumb to, and for me who mm. doesn't mm. like mm. it, but, but opens it anyway, well, you know, get over it. Like that's, <laughs> um, but <laughs> I I just think that this, yes, absolutely. Should they make more of these then. Uh, Black Manta, yep, because she's going to sell a lot more than that. Does it need to be different? No. Why? Why does the packaging need to be different? Why does the base need to be different? I'm not happy. I'm not happy. (laughs) I I, 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 I think that's a fair call. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think that's
2: unreasonable.
0: Yep. So, and then, and then, I do feel that the end product is not as eye-catching or well done. As the standard pieces in the line, you know her. Her face is. She looks like a mime. Someone dressed up as Harley Quinn, not Harley Quinn. Um, So I'm. I'm. This is. I'm going to be nice and give it five dollars. I'm not going to because you you know it's still a. It's still a piece. The sculpting is fine, um, but everything else makes Scotty sad. Five (laughs) dollars. Get your act together, (laughs) Koba Kia.
2: No, that's fair enough. Yeah, wonder if we'll sort of find out the the details behind those choices.
3: Hmm.
0: I feel like we
2: should like you know we should email someone.
0: Well, I mean, you know, we all we all have workplaces. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean. Like, you know, like I, you know, I mean because I mean I sat in a meeting. This morning where he was basically like make it red make it blue make it a party <laughs> um so i just there was a meeting you know somebody somebody went oh no well, this is harley quinn we have gotta make it more special and and we'll do a cardboard box instead that'll be really awesome and we'll charge 10 bucks more Bye.
3: well if
2: you uh if you need a video to share at your next work meeting i don't know whether you've seen it on youtube called the expert um, it's uh, it's well mm-hmm. well well worth looking up. Uh, very okay. entertaining Noble. for anyone Noble. that's worked in an office environment. It's uh, it's perfect. So <laughs> all right, well, well, I mean, are we allowed to say that that averages you out, Scotty, at seven point five, or do we just keep that as a <laughs> ten and <out of> five? <laughs> yeah. uh, we better we better keep them separated. So yes, yes. All right, well, they were our final toys of the week. We're going to come back after this short break with some feedback and then wrap things up. Sky Commanders, each sold separately. Led by General Mike Summit, they battle the evil raider forces of General Plague. In a world where all the action is above the ground. Sky Commanders, protectors of the high frontier. I got one free! And you can get a free one, too. The Battle Pack Dispatch with Sky Commander Books Baxter. Free when you purchase three figures. Look for details on specially marked Sky Commanders figure
0: packs. But hurry, they won't last. Well, before we wrap up the show, we have some feedback to share with you. If you would like to uh, feed back to us, you can email us at podcast at com. You can tweet at us at AFBlues. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram. And we have um, something for everyone tonight. So, Eddie, you've got our first bit of feedback. Over to you.
1: I do, and it comes from uh, Brian Williams, uh, the Twiddle handle, at Hang of Wednesday, and he says, if you collect tons of action figures, check out Action Figure Blues. Hashtag International Podcast Day. Love the detailed reviews. So that's very sweet that we're in someone's thoughts on uh, International Podcast Day, which has just gone. Hey. hey. Thanks,
0: Thank Brian. Thank you, Brian. Mm. And Ben, something from Facebook. I do, yeah. Something fun
2: from Patrick Euchers, aka Hellbot, uh, says, "Fun episode, guys. Good to hear, John. But I miss Name That. Are my forum points going to expire due to inactivity? Gosh, has it been that long since we had a Name That? Feels like yeah.
3: it's
2: been ages. We might have to have a chat to John about that. And no, forum points don't uh, don't expire. But then again, I got nervous, so I traded mine in on some licorice."
0: as you do, as you do. Yeah, we, you know, we, we did retool the show, um, after our last milestone show and, um, we, uh, kind of dispensed with some of our segments to make it a little bit more unstructured, basically to make it easier to, um, put the show together so that we could keep doing it. Um, but we certainly have not, um, put things like name that and red carded out to pasture forever. Um, we did yeah. also change our schedule um, in a way that made it a bit John unfriendly, um, which was sad um, and mostly my fault. But the it wasn't <laughs> personal to John. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's what we keep telling you. Yeah,
0: that's right. That's <laughs> so, we'll, yeah, we, we'll get we'll, we'll get there. We have we we have. Uh, there's no preclusion from um, name that coming back. That is for sure. And then I've got an email and this is a little bit long, but it's really worth listening to. And this is from Johnny who um, emailed us a little while ago to say that he was just starting the show from the beginning. And uh, we got an email from him um, that said, um, hi again. I know, I know I'm so far behind on my podcast listening. Um, He's up to episode 76. Is that
1: still pre Eddie? (laughs) That's still pre me. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so, Johnny, okay. in
0: 10 years, when you listen to this one, you- <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> fear not, I'm following you guys, chuckling and laughing along with you as you chat in the background while I cook dinner, dust my figures, et cetera. Maybe one day I'll finally get caught up, and maybe just maybe one day I'll actually get to the episodes where you read my fan mails on the show. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> oh, this is like one of those time travel episodes of Star Trek where they go back. It is. Yeah. Yeah, was uh, so cool. Okay. <laughs> I, imagine if I,
3: listen-
0: <laughs> I imagine if I listen to 10 episodes a day, oh my God, I can get caught up in a reasonable time. But hey, there's <laughs> only so much I can stand of you guys no matter how much I like you. Anyway, episode 76, you had a discussion on reuse molds and bucks. This is one area I'm often passionate about, and so I thought that I would chime in despite the episode being old. The reuse of molds is the bane of the sight impaired blind collector like myself. For me, as a blind collector, two-thirds of the excitement is opening up the package and feeling the sculptural details I've never felt before. Like when I first discover what Batman felt like, or Superman. Mm -hmm. Man, that sounds a bit dirty, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Obviously, (laughs) no matter how well they paint the figure, to me it makes no difference if it's a body I already have in my collection. In this case, the only joy is in completing a team or a universe, but that's a muted kind of joy. Oh, this feels exactly the same as that other one. Oh, wait, at least I have now this character too. To me, opening a figure hmm. just to find out I bought a new character with a reused sculpt – yes, I often don't find out it's reused until I open it, not being able to see it ahead of time at all – is about an enjoyable or as exciting as watching the same movie for the 10th time just because this one may have five minutes of director's cut in it. I remember <laughs> when I brought the, bought the Brightest Day Series 3 action figure Dove, Hawk, and Jade only f- to find out that Dove and Jade are identical from the neck down. It was very disappointing to say the least. I think another reason why it's particularly irksome for a blind collector is that we often have no choice in this matter. For someone sighted, you get to see it online, see the pics, see it through the package. You can tell if it's a reuse mold or then it's your choice to get to skip it. But for us, it's almost a gamble every single time. If the reused mold is coupled with enough new parts to set it aside from the original, such as in the case of Toy Biz's Marvel Legends Magneto, using the same basic body as Iron Man, that's not overly bad. At least there's enough added armor and other stuff to set them apart. I think for most sighted collectors, you know the character first, the way they look, and then go and get their figures. For me, it's a bit reversed. I get interested in a the character, then I want to know what he or she feels or looks like. I go find their figures in order to learn the information. Anyway, just a bit of a different perspective from a blind collector. Keep up the great work. I've got more catching up to do. Johnny.
2: Awesome. Awesome. It,
0: I mean, it's an it amazing? Thought, after s- yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Sorry, Scott.
0: No, I just, I thought that was worth reading because it's such a different perspective. Um, And also because we actually have um, a number of blind or sight-impaired listeners. In fact, um, Mm. we have a Mm. review coming up from one of our um, sight-impaired listeners who we asked to write in and we asked him to do a review and that's going to be on the show uh, shortly um, from Chris who won a prize a little while back and he sent in a review for us. Um, and I think this is something that's worth discussing further because obviously podcasting is a medium that, um, is accessible to, um, vision impaired people. And it's not something that I automatically think about people, um, who are vision impaired collecting this stuff and to hear the experience behind it, um, is super fascinating. So thank you so much, Johnny, um, in, in in the past, I mean the future, or wherever, whenever you're listening to this, um, to, for that perspective. Yeah. But I'm gonna e- mm. I'm gonna email him as well, so that he knows that we did read it out mm-hmm. um, on episode 293, yeah. and that he's only got what
1: 200
3: yeah. <laughs> and
0: how many episodes to go?
1: <laughs> ah, I'm gonna say hi from Eddie and just confuse him. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> <Ryan. laughs> yeah.
2: well, six years of uh, six years of doing this show, and you can still have something kind of fresh that makes you look at things in an entirely different way. I'd, I'd,
1: just, I'd, I'd love I'd to that, you know, know like what's, yeah, like what is the best lines when collecting from this perspective? Like what's, Yeah, you no, know, ne- neckers is generally more original sculpts, or are they a great line through? I mean, DC mm-hmm. classics is mm-hmm. generally a lot of reuse, so is that, yeah, it just yeah. completely changes the way you can think about whole lines of toys. I I think the
0: retail lines like um, DC Universe and Legends. I mean, Legends at the moment um, has obviously got a fair bit of budget behind it, and so while there is a lot of reuse, there is also a fair bit of extra tooling and stuff for most characters. Um, But you know, DC Universe in particular um, at at certain points, you know, I can I can totally see that you know kind of disappointing experience of. Yeah, because they were doing a lot of stuff just with paint. And so you could get a, a few figures in a wave that might all feel basically the same but with different head sculpts and that would be disappointing.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah true.
1: Thank Very you so good. much,
0: Johnny. Wow. Thank you. So, yeah. it's awesome. Mm. awesome. Yay. All right. Well, I think that we've done a fantastic effort and that we should have a break. I mean, like for about a week. What do you reckon? Yeah, why not? Why not yep. Good job everyone <laughs> Excellent Alright, okay. see you next week Good journey Good night nerds The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio And can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review To help others find our show Our theme music is by Robert Crandall Our ad music is by Scott Holmes The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Max Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Now, I am home alone and have wrestling dogs. So (laughs) hopefully I brought them in here with me so that hopefully they won't wrestle. But it is the wrestling time. Um, You see, yeah, we have our dinner and then we go outside and we poop.
2: Yeah, yeah. another feeling.
0: Come inside.
1: Then goes outside to poop a lot. Yeah, (laughs)
0: that's right, yeah. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 293 for the week of Wednesday, the 4th of October, 2017. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are. Eddie and Ben. This episode is brought to you by Audible, Mike's Comics and Stuff, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our toys of the week are the Sentinel Tatsunoko. Oh, man, that was probably right, too. I'm just, I'm it doubting was. myself. <laughs> yeah, that, that was Sentinel, very
2: if you want it to be, like, officially Japanese, say it, like, and, and try and sneeze at the same time. Sandoko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it.
1: Tatsunoko! <laughs>
2: <laughs> See, now you're getting it. <laughs> yeah. Sound like you're really angry at someone, but don't know why.
0: Tatsunoko! <laughs> <laughs> How's that?
3: You're all fake. Sorry. Oh, sorry to the however many hundred million people that live in Japan. Ha <laughs> ha